This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi family, Dr. Bev here. Apostle Thea and I miss you so, so much. And you know, we are praying that God will make a way where there seems to be no way and we are going to come and see you in person. But if you're in the main auditorium today, why don't you give yourselves a big round of applause? I wish I was there to be in person and give you each a huge hug. What about those in the Dr. Bed auditorium? Why don't you shout hallelujah? And what about the theater? Shout hallelujah. And what about Sheila Palmer? Why don't you shout hallelujah? Well, bless the Lord. Well, guess what? I'm so privileged that I can preach to you the very first Sunday of 2022. And the title of my message is Success Strategies for 2022. Are you ready? I'm certainly ready. You ready? Thank thank God 2021 is gone and 2022 is here. God has got exciting things for us. Well, how many of you remember the story in the Bible about the Valley of Dry Bones? We all do, right? It was an account where God took Ezekiel in the spirit and placed him in the middle of the valley and he was surrounded by bleached bones. Now, these bones were from an army that was a formidable force, but they had been defeated, and now all the bones were just lying all around scattered. And the Lord asked Ezekiel an unusual question. He asked him, Ezekiel, do you think that these bones would ever live again? I think Ezekiel answered the Lord the way maybe you and I would answer the Lord. He said, honestly, Lord, I don't know. Only you know. Well, then the Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones that the bones should hear the word of the Lord. In fact, in Ezekiel 37, 5, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Verse 10 says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. And look here, family, they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Well, this is an example of the church, of the Lord Jesus Christ going through the dark ages. And they were defeated, they were just scattered everywhere, they were dismembered, they were ineffective, they had no power just like the dry bones in the valley. How many of us can say that the last couple of years have been very challenging for the body of Christ? We've all lost someone that we've loved. We've all gone through a heartache, experienced grief and and trauma. It's been a very difficult couple of years. And Satan has used COVID, fear, and the lockdown and variants to try and keep us scattered and isolated from each other, much like the bones in the desert. But God, by his supernatural power, brought the bones together in Ezekiel, and he put flesh on them. He breathed his spirit of life into them, and they 
became a vast army once again. And I believe this is what's happening in the church world today. The church world is beginning to form into a mighty army of Christians. Some of us might feel like we've been knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We are getting back up on our feet. We are realizing and we are being reminded of how much we really need each other so that we can accomplish God's plans and purposes in our lives. So I believe that God is raising up an army for the final, last great end time revival. And God has kept the best for the last. And you know what, family? That includes you and that includes me. God has kept his best. There is power in being connected together as a body of Christ in unity and harmony, in love and in joy. You know, family, if only we can get past the petty problems that try and divide us and try and stop us from being connected, I believe we will move in a greater anointing as a body of believers, but also as individuals. The truth of the matter is there's no perfect church right on the planet. Why? Because we are all imperfect people. We gather together. But you know what? If you belong to Christian Family Church, Christian Family Church is perfect for us. Right, family? And God, I believe, has called us to the next phase of our destiny. And it's imperative that we stay connected with each other for the great work that lies ahead of us. If you look in, in the Bible and you read about the day of Pentecost, you'll see that the disciples were in one place with one accord when suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Say heaven, everybody, heaven. And look, it filled the whole house. God made his presence known to that group of 120 believers in a spectacular way, in a supernatural way. Why? Because of their unity, because they were connected together with each other. What happened in one room, one day, with one group of believers in one accord, changed the course of history for Christianity. Now, something is supposed to happen when we come together as a body of believers in church. Everybody say, in church. That's right. The anointing and the power of God should and will be felt. And everybody said, amen. If you look in, in Acts 2, Peter was addressing the crowd that came together in bewilderment to look at uh, the disciples, because they were making such a noise, in Acts 2.15, it says, these men are not drunk, as you suppose, because there's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days. Are we in the last days? Oh, yeah, we are in the last days. And what does God say? He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all people. Say all people. The Bible says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Verse 18 says, even on my servants, 
both men and women. Let's stop here. There's a doctrine that's going around to say that women are not allowed to preach, not allowed to say anything. But look what the Bible says. Even on my servants, both men and women. God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Hallelujah. Verse 19 says, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood, which is, blood is the a cleansing. Fire, which is God sanctifying the church. Billows of smoke, which is God's manifested presence being revealed in the natural. And we are included in Joel's prophecy. This is our day. This is our moment. This is our year. Everything that we have been through up to now is for a time such as this. You know, family, often we experience great opposition before we have great breakthrough. How many of us are ready for supernatural breakthrough? Put your hands in the air. I certainly am. Thank you. This is going to be a supernatural year in Jesus' name. You know what you might have experienced in your own lives when the enemy has come against you, come against your family with lies and attacks? You know what Satan was after? Satan was after the word and the potential that God has put inside you. He has tried to cut your destiny off. He has tried to shortcut your destiny. He has tried to derail your destiny. Whatever opposition you've been through, it has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. At that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every challenge shall bow, every difficulty shall bow, every betrayal will bow in Jesus' name. I believe that God is positioning us, His people, into the right place at the right time, and the time is now. And God is going to launch us into a new season of supernatural breakthroughs. And God is making a way for us to step into the fullness of our purpose and our destiny. Glory to God. You know, it was um, the grace of God that when Apostle Thea and I started the church in 1979, sounds so long ago, right? But in 1979, the power of God fell in such an unprecedented way. We were in one building. We were in one place. We were connected together as a body of Christ. We were in unity, and how the power of God fell. How many of you remember those days? If you were there, you won't just wave your hand. I can't see you, but others will. Yes, that's right. So many miracles those days. There was the blind sword. How many of you remember that? The deaf heard, and we had miracles upon miracles. But you know what, family? That same power of God that was evident some 40 years ago is evident today. I believe we are going to step into greater manifestations of the supernatural. I remember a particular miracle um, when Apostle Theo said one day, there's a person here who doesn't have a roof in their mouth. And he said, uh, your roof is growing close from the one side of your mouth to the other like a garage door slides down. Well, this lady, her name was Marcel. Do you, anyone remember that? 
She started screaming and she was collapsing. And then two deacons helped her to the front where she testified that she could have put her tongue into her nose. How gross, in the inside of her mouth. But now, by God's supernatural power, she was healed. Glory to God. Oh, we've seen signs of wonders. We've seen miracles, too numerous to count. And I believe we are going to see exponential miracles coming our way. I believe we are going to be in a season of greater miracles in Jesus' name. As a pastor's wife and your pastor's wife for over 40-something years, I rejoice at all the miracles that we've seen. I rejoice at what God has done in and through your lives and what God has done in and through our lives. But you know, there is so, there's still something that breaks my heart. It's when the devil takes people out of the church, he steals them from us, and maybe they've been offended by somebody or in church or they've been hurt. Sometimes the body does hurt uh, each other. Or perhaps they've stayed away because of fear and so they didn't come back to church. Or perhaps they've, the last couple of years have been so, so traumatic they've gone through huge disappointments. I know some have felt they've been betrayed by friends. Some have been so hurt that they've not been able to get up again. And you see, this is Satan's strategy of his success is to dismantle the body to keep us isolated from one another in hurt and unforgiveness, which is a luxury we as Christians actually cannot have. But when he tries to get us to stay away from church, he is trying to dismember the body. He's trying to keep us isolated from one another. And when he does this to a person, then Satan will also steal their God-given destiny. And Satan will steal their God-given purpose, which means he's robbed us and stolen from us their talents and their abilities. There are countless people who are meant to be in the body right here, but Satan has taken them out. And I'm believing and I'm praying for them to come back home. You know, family, there's a corporate anointing when we get together, and we will never reach up. Our potential in life is lone rangers. It's just not possible because it's in church that we learn how to take up that shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the enemy. It's in church we learn to walk in love and unity and how we can overcome the challenges and the obstacles that come our way in our everyday lives. Remember in Ezekiel? This was not just one person that was dismembered. This was a huge army of men that was once connected. They had one mind, one heart, one purpose, and that was to defeat the enemy. But they were defeated. They were once connected. They were once a fighting machine, but now they were disconnected, and they died in the battlefield. When they died, their hopes, their dreams, and their future died as well. You see, family, attacks from the enemy will try and destroy us. Attacks from the enemy will try and divide us. He will try and break us down emotionally, spiritually, but not only as an individual, 
and our families, but also as the army of God. Now, at Christian Family Church, we have had our fair share of attacks, that is for sure. But by God's grace, we have withstood his attacks, and we are still together, stronger than ever. And we are more determined to run our race and finish strong. You know, on a personal level, I remember when our marriage come, came under great attack, there would, was about a group of uh, Satanists. They were fasting and praying. Some were doing 30 days. Some were doing 40 days. They are coming against our marriage. They were cursing our marriage so that we would get divorced. But praise God, God is bigger, he is stronger, he is more powerful than Satan, and Satan is defeated, and we won that round, but Satan was coming for the word. Satan was coming against the word of God that was in us. Satan was coming against what God wanted to do through us in the future, and he comes against you because he can see not the future, but he can see the call of God on your life. He can see what God wants to do uh, for your life, and that's why he's coming against you. He wants to destroy the plans that God has for your future family. I remember in our lives, Natalie was almost born on the stage. How, how, how many of you remember that one? 1983. Remember? Anyone? can remember that my waters broke on the stage, remember? And remember when I said to Apostle Thea, we got to go. And he said, well, do you think I can do one more service? Do you remember that? Oh, my word. I said, no, we better go now. I've never had a baby. I think, I don't know if we can wait. We need to go. But nevertheless, uh, and then Candace was born in 1985, and they grew up such happy children. They grew up basically playing in the parking lot and loving uh, being pastor's kids. But there came a time in their early teens where Satan came against them in such a strong, diabolical way, trying to get them out of the destiny that God had for them. Well, Apostle Theo and I, we wage war against those forces of evil. And today we rejoice. We won that battle. Satan is under our feet and we have being given authority over him in Jesus' name. And our children are on fire for Jesus more than ever before. In fact, they are ministers in their own right, and they love the Lord. And it's incredible to see what God is doing through their lives. But we overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you can too. What God did for us, he is going to do for you. Have a heart of expectation. God is going to bring your children back. I have, I feel that there are, God is, I feel that there are people under the sound of my voice that you've been praying for your children, like I prayed for mine, like Apostle Thea and I prayed, and you haven't seen your harvest, but you're going to see your harvest. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he shall reap. If you sow in tears, you're going to reap in joy. Your children are coming home. This is going to be your year of joy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So to God be all the glory for the battles that have been fought and for the victories that have been won. If you look over the years in your lives, you will see that you've won more battles than you've lost. Right, family? Yes, I agree that in every war there are a few casualties. 
And Satan has been successful in getting precious saints to leave the church for different reasons, as I mentioned earlier. And they think that they can have church on their own. And I call them home alone Christians. But if they only knew that's exactly what Satan wants them to do. He wants them to be isolated from the, the body of Christ. He wants them to be home alone, where they're vulnerable to his attacks, where they lose their joy and vitality, and where they lose their strength. And we were not created to be a limb on our own. We were created to be connected to the body of Christ in church. Yes, I can rebuke the devil by myself. The Bible says one can chase 1,000, but two can chase 10,000. Glory to God. Ultimately, Satan cannot and will not stop us from rising up, family, and standing up on our feet and being the mighty army of God. Together, we will win. And everybody said, Amen. If we look at the anatomy of the body, how can the foot function without the leg? It's impossible, let alone the whole body. And the body is made up of many members. There's blood, there's muscle, there's tissue, there's bones. But let's talk about bones because bones represent structure. If our bodies just have muscles and no bones, we would collapse, right? Remember Apostle Theo's old joke? And if you have any new ones, you can just please send them to me because we need new jokes. But Apostle Theo's old joke was about the man who had no spine, so they took him home in a bucket, right? Why? Because there's strength in our bones. Bones give us sustaining power that we need. Let me say, family, it's not enough just to be anointed. If we don't have structure and order, We'll be like the loose cannons blowing up everywhere. So the structure in the church is like the bones, and we need each other to operate correctly. We need order and structure in our lives, and we need order and structure in the house of the Lord also. And that's one reason why we have the growth track, why we have groups, why we have the dream team, etc. Paul says, let everything be done decently, and in order. Do you know that God even told the sea to know its boundaries? Job 38, 11 said, This far, I said, this far and no farther will you come. Here your proud waves must stop. So there we have it. You know, people today, they don't want to be told what to do. They don't want any boundaries. Don't put me in a box. I'll just do my own thing, really? Well, even the sea can't do its own thing because God says you can go this far and no further. There was order. God works in order and the devil works in disorder, confusion, chaos. Satan works to bring disunity in the body, mistrust, confusion, disobedience, ineffectiveness, and ultimately destruction by breaking down God's structure in our lives. And God has a prototype of order for the church. You want to know what it is? 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, 
And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and after that, miracles. Now, this does not mean that each gift operates outside its own authority. It means that until each of these gifts are properly aligned, we will not see God's model of what he has in heaven manifested on the earth. And that's how order works. Once we come into order, which actually is a military term, right? So we got to get in line. That's right. We are aligned properly for great victory. A healthy church is when everyone has found their place and are operating in their gifts and their anointings. Like a healthy body operates all together in harmony, a healthy church is a church that is equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's right, saints. Bible school is a great place to start. Or growth track, dream team, or groups. But we need to get involved somewhere. And it's so uh, different now in a society like ours, which has such independent thinkers, it's often hard for us to understand that our destiny is actually linked to others and we will not succeed on our own. Even though God is a very personal God and he has, we have a personal relationship with God, he connects us with divine connections, which will ultimately bring about the fulfillment of God's purposes and plans for our lives. If we look in the Old Testament, we can see a number of divine connections. Let's everyone say divine connections. We look at Deborah and Barak for one such divine connection. Look at the power of the unity in Judges 4. It tells us about the battle and the victory of Deborah and Barak. Now remember, there was like 20 years of unbearable circumstances when the Israelites started crying out to God for deliverance. And God spoke to a woman named Deborah. And in turn, she sent for a man by the name of Barak. And when she told him God's plan of victory, he in turn summons 10,000 men to go to war with him. Do you see how they were lining up perfectly? Deborah and Barak went to war. And when Deborah gave the sound that Barak should advance against the enemies of God, he did. And that day, every single enemy that had come against God's people fell by the sword. No one was left. And the victory was gained all because of the unity of Deborah, Barak, and the mighty army of 10,000 men. They enjoyed victory together. They were not concerned or jealous of each other's giftings. Barak didn't say, you're a woman, I'm not going to listen to you. The 10,000 men didn't say to Barak, we're not going to listen to you. No, they were aligned, connected, walking, living in unity together, and they enjoyed victory. And that's how we're going to defeat the enemy and enjoy our victory, is being aligned with the people God has put in our lives, walking in that unity and that love. God has put us together, family. We are Christian family church, and we are family. And God has put us together like a mighty army, and we're going to move forward at His command, 
and we're going to gain great victories for His kingdom and for our own personal lives in Jesus' name. Get ready, family. Great victories are coming your way. Well, there's another divine connection in the Bible. We see Naomi and Ruth. It's such a well-known story. So you remember Naomi was uh, along with her husband, Emelech. They left Israel, and they went to live in a place called Moab, and they also took their two sons with them. The two sons married Moabite women, and we know the one's name was Opah, but we call her Oprah, and the other one was Ruth, right? So after being in Moab for 10 years, Emelech, the Bible tells us, and, and his two sons, they died. We think they died of a particular malaria that was prevalent to that, that area. But now there came a choice for Oprah and for Ruth. Oprah, Oprah really is her name, was the one daughter-in-law, and she decided that she was going to stay with her, her natural family. A family that was outside the family of God. But Ruth, as we know, she chose to stay connected to the family of God. And the famous verse that she is so well known for is found in Ruth 1, verse 16. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more so also, if anything but death parts you and me. What an absolute divine connection that the Lord put in Ruth's heart for Naomi. So Naomi and Ruth, they traveled back to Israel. They were without husbands, but they were connected, connected to each other, connected to the family of God. And we know the outcome of the story is that through thick and thin, Ruth stayed with her divine connection. But it was through Naomi that Ruth met and married Boaz, who was the wealthiest man in the area. He was so well respected. And together they had a child, and they are in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because she stayed connected to her divine connection. She fulfilled her divine destiny. And I believe, family, that's like you and I. We need to stay connected to one another. Oprah, we never hear, hear of again because she chose not to be connected to the family of God. She just walked away. So do you see, family, the importance of being together, the blessing when we stay connected together? I believe that is a strategy of success. When we have a relationship with the Lord, we align ourselves in the, in the body of Christ and we do great things for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know with whom God has sovereignly linked us. We need to maintain alliances with those people, and we need to respect those in authority over us. Understanding and maintaining proper connections is another way to destroy Satan's schemes as he will have a difficult time infiltrating our ranks because why we walk in unity and love together. Now, in the New Testament, we have so many divine connections. Paul and Timothy were a divine connection. There was Peter. 
His destiny was fulfilled when Andrew connected him with Jesus. Well, what about Jesus and the disciples? They weren't perfect. There was a kind of a funny bunch of guys, but they stayed connected together and did incredible things for the kingdom. I believe that God has connected us together, family, right here. We are, are divinely connected. And I believe because of that, we will fulfill His plan and His purpose and the next phase of our ministry in this coming year. As the hand of the Lord was supernaturally on Ezekiel, the hand of the Lord is on us today. Glory to God. As the wind of the Spirit moved then, the wind of the Spirit is moving on us today. As the men and the women stood up, stood up as a vast army, we too are also part of that vast last day end time army. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a part of that army. As the Lord is a plan and a future for them, he had a plan and a future for them. He also has a plan and a future for you and for me. Together, we're going to march forward in great power, in great unity, in great Love, we are going to see supernatural signs and wonders in our lives. Hallelujah. To God be the glory for all the things that he has done and for all the things he's going to do. Amen. Well, it's time for us, family, I believe, with all my heart. It's time for us to rise and shine and let the glory of the Lord be seen in our lives. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Jeremiah 29, 11, it's never going to get old, ever. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And there are plans to prosper you, and they're not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And you know what, family? I'm going to decree a few declarations over you and over this house as we go into the next phase of the ministry. I declare that the heavens are open over this house and your house, and God pours out His supernatural blessings on your lives. I declare that this house will be known as a house of prayer. I declare that the people of every nation from all walks of life are coming from every direction to be rooted in Christ in this house. I declare that the rain of heaven is falling upon us in this house. I declare that the light of this house brightens a whole city, brightens a whole nation, and fire, the fire of God goes from this house as we serve the Lord with all our hearts. I declare that supernatural resources are coming to this house and to your house in Jesus' name. I declare that in this house, the Lord will confirm His Word with signs, wonders, miracles. Oh, family, get ready for the supernatural to flow in your lives. And I declare that from this pulpit, 
The Word of God will be preached, nothing else but the Word. I declare that God-fearing sons and daughters will continue to be groomed and equipped to do the work of the ministry from this house. And I declare that the spirit of increase and abundance will always be the portion of every member of this house in Jesus' name. I declare that health and healing will be enjoyed by every member of this house in the name of Jesus. I declare that the spirit of favor rests upon us in this house and in your house in Jesus' name. That goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Oh, I want to thank the Lord for a fresh fire. I want to thank the Lord for a fresh anointing to fall on you. Thank you, Lord, for fresh faith in Jesus' name. And we make it known to the heavens and to the earth this day that we dedicate our lives afresh to the Lord for His service. And we shall accomplish the great things that God has planned for us all for His glory. Hallelujah. Family, the best is yet to come. Every head bowed, please, and every eye closed. And you've heard what God wants to do in and through your lives. But if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, we want to make sure today that you do get to know Jesus as your personal Savior. That if you die today, that you know for sure that heaven would be your home. If you'd like to get to know Jesus as your personal Savior, won't you raise your hand wherever you are, sitting in the auditorium, Dr. Bev, Dr. Theo, the theater, Sheila Palmer, main auditorium, wherever you are, raise your hand, and someone's going to come and rest their hand on you, and they're going to pray with you. While someone is coming to you, let me reaffirm, family, that we love you and we miss you and we can't wait to see you soon in Jesus' name. Then I'm going to give everyone a big hug. I love you, family. I can't wait to see you soon. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, let's all pray this prayer together. Many hands have been raised, and if you're watching online, This is your opportunity to surrender your life or rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray this together, folks. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I know that I have fallen way short of your glory. This morning, I ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me of all of my sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and were raised to life again so that your life can enter my life. Today I believe that I'm born again, forgiven and cleansed of all of my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I promise to love you and to serve you until the day I meet you face to face. Now hear this promise from the Word of God directed at each and every one of you who have given your heart to Jesus this morning. He said, To as many as have received Him, to them He gave the power to become the sons of God. Welcome to the family. Let's give Him a great Christian family church. God bless you. 
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.